Good morning, Nadir. Good morning, Sakina. Now, Nadir, uh, business confidence numbers coming out today? Yes, Sakina, you know, I think it's a, it's a key measure that the market needs to be watching. Um, obviously, you know, if you want to reach some a level of sustainable growth or, you know, um, growth as such that we can create new jobs and really, get the, and, and, and really get the economy going again, we're going to need the private sector to play its part. And, uh, you know, in order for the private sector to play its part, they need to feel confident enough to invest cash which they have on their balance sheet and, you know, not take the cash that they have on their balance sheet to other jurisdictions in the world in search of growth. So, you know, um, we're going to have to see foreign direct investment tick upwards, but we're also going to have to see South African businesses reinvest into the South African economy. So, you know, um, we always talk about and we continuously talk about uh, the amount of cash that JSC corporates have on their balance sheet and, uh, you know, how, how that could possibly unlock growth in South Africa and uh, reach the 5% uh, level of economic growth needed in order for the uh, goals of the National uh, Development Plan to be reached. But, you know, in order to do that, businesses need to feel confident. And um, unfortunately, I think we're going to see a business confidence number that's severely hampered because of the electricity constraints, you know. So if businesses can't get stable electricity, they're not going to feel very confident to reinvest their cash into the South African economy because they're not going to get a a good return on investment by investing that cash when electricity supply is not stable. So, you know, I think we're going to see that hamper um, business confidence somewhat. But... A key measure to watch into the future, Sakina, as we try to uh, get economic growth going and create employment. And then uh, just looking at uh, the Chinese inflation data, which uh, I read out there earlier, um, Nadir, this morning, uh, looking at those numbers, what can we read into it? Yeah, look, I mean, the Chinese economy is not in a, well, you know, when I say not in a great state, I mean relative to its own history, you know, um, in global terms, growing at 7% uh, or targeted 7% is still going great guns, you know, but... uh, we see that uh, there's still a real risk of deflation there, you know, with the PPI numbers, which is factory order number, uh, so factory order inflation um, coming in at minus 4.8%. So they're actually um, they're actually deflating, and we see consumer price inflation coming in at a weak 1.4%, where the People's Bank of China actually targets 3%. And uh, over and above that, you know, the 1.4% may have been slightly inflated by the lunar the, the lunar year holiday, you know, where uh, prices of food and vegetables and, and, and consumables are actually temporarily inflated because of that. So, you know, the Chinese economy is facing the real risk of slowing down, and that's really why we're seeing uh, policymakers taking action and loosening monetary policy. You know, um, we mentioned this yesterday, but uh, a couple of months ago, well, in, in February, um, the People's Bank of China cut interest rates for the second time in three months and cut their deposit rates as well in the second time in three months in a bid to try and spur growth in the economy and get inflation going again so growth can can start to tick upwards. So, you know, why this is relevant for South Africa is that, uh, you know, obviously China demands a massive amount of the um, resources and commodities which we export. And, you know, if growth softens in China, you know, we're going to see uh, quite a lot of problems with mopping up of excess supply in commodities. And, uh, you know, we could see commodity prices come under pressure for longer. So, you know, I think uh, if we don't see some sort of uh, recovery in, in, in inflation in the Chinese economy, we could see uh, demand for resources a little bit hampered. And then the other uh, story uh, yesterday, Nadir, that really caught my attention was uh, the RAND dropping to a 13-year low against the dollar. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just continuing momentum from the Friday jobs report, isn't it? I mean, mm. we saw uh, we saw global we saw equities globally uh, sell off quite quite aggressively, um, particularly in the U.S. in Friday. Actually, after the announcement of the jobs numbers, we saw them sell uh, sell off over a percent. We saw our equities sell off for close on a percent yesterday, and it's really in expectation of a U.S. rate hi- uh, rate hike coming because the job numbers were really good, you know. And we discussed this yesterday, but uh, you know, obviously. The the stronger the job numbers, the stronger the economy, and um, the market start, starting to price in a normalization of uh, monetary policy and a normalization of interest rates in the U.S. And uh, when that happens, we're obviously going to see some sort of a risk-off or some sort of risk-off scenario, and we're going to see a flow of capital out of risky assets into U.S. Treasuries as they start to offer more yield. Um, and, you know, from a South African perspective, we see uh, foreign investors, which own 40% of our bond market and 40% of our equity markets, um, you know, we see them starting to sort of repatriate money back into the U.S. dollar as uh, U.S. Treasury yields the, the anticipation of them ticking upwards. So as foreigners sell our assets, obviously the RAND depreciates, and we saw a continuation of that yesterday, um, you know, really on the back of the U.S. jobs report and, a, and an expectation that interest rates are going to normalize sometime this year in the U.S.